Evan, how do I say your full name? Evan Michael Goodrich. That's right. You nailed it. Perfect. Um, preferred pronouns? He, him, his. Okay. And What's your favorite of those start? three, though? Um, I love that. I'm partial to the him. Him Because nice. I remember, because it makes me <laughs> think, nice okay, was there a it. band called him? Is that what, because I remember in hey, middle yeah. school. Hame. No, him, well, mom, the heartogram. By the way, the episode is started. Hi. The episode is started. This is all in the episode. Okay, shush. I have to do the intro. No, but okay. that, we're we're using all this, so let's just go with the natural flow of the conversation. Oh my god, we're using we're using this curse. No, we're him, not. Him was the band that was very hot topic, Stop and they had it. the heartogram. You don't remember the we're heartogram? We're not supposed to be in conflict. I do we're remember. We're in this the, now. This I is do how, remember this is the all heartogram. in the episode. Camille, Let do me... not cut this out. Do not. I swear to God. Hello, hello everyone, I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to another brand new episode of I'm 40% Podcast. Woo! With me as always. Plenty of warnings. I know. With me as always is my stinky little angel, the co-writer of my current touring show, Everything at Stake, Nick Sahoya. Hi. Hi. It will be over by the time people hear this, right? Okay, well, you co-wrote the show I just closed, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and I got to see it this week. Evan and I uh, are, wait, we we have to introduce And our guest him. today. <laughs> and our guest Breaking today all the rules this week. is the co-host of the Degrassi podcast that Nick does as a moonlighting job because this don't pay diddly. Um. <laughs> oh, if you want to know what pays even less than this podcast, <laughs> come listen to me and Evan's podcast. <laughs> um, and this is not, when I say that, I hope that is no affront to Studio 71. That's just the nature <laughs> of podcasting. Um, Evan Michael Goodrich is with us <gasps> today. <laughs> Hello, here I am. Well, thank you for having me. Thank Evan, you. Evan, did you like our show? The show that me and Jinx made? Um, so, uh, yes. So I saw uh, Everything at Stake on, it was Monday night, right? Yeah. Um, sure. And it was so fantastic. It was at the Orpheum, which is a gorgeous theater uh, in downtown LA. And it was, I was moved. I laughed. I, I shed a tear. I, I was, it was everything. I'm so proud of you two. It was incredible. Thank you. Grazie mille. <laughs> now, Jinx, you say something nice about Evan. <laughs> well, I've never seen Degrassi, <laughs> nor do I ever listen to podcasts. So, um, Evan, you have beautiful hair and a smile oh. that could light up a room. Big baby eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Do go on. Keep going. Keep okay. going. Keep I'm going. sad that I initiated this. This is weird. Very, very <laughs> him, him. 
him presenting eyebrows. <laughs> uh, should we just get right Leading into the episode? Leading man handsome. <laughs> okay. Now, wait, no, we're not going to go to the episode yet because there's lots of things to discuss. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So don't we have a news thing? No, I, for the... Do I have to tell you how we do the show every show? I, I need I my told own you, soundboard. I told you that if I have news, I will come to you well, with it. I you don't come news. to me and say, where's the news? news? So push the if news button. Fine. Good news, everyone! It's not what is it? good news, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zoom, <laughs> Zoom saw that episode of Black Mirror and mm. said, hey, let's do that. And so, um, you know, the one where, like, uh, streaming Wi-Fi companies take over your life and make a, uh, a a show out of it with AI. Anyway, Zoom. Is that the one with basically... Jared Goldstein? I didn't watch the new season yet. Yes, Jared Goldstein is in it. It's called Joan is Awful, and it's starring Annie Murphy. Past and... the show. Jerry Goldstein, not Annie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) But Annie, I know you're listening. Come on the show, babe. You know you wanna. Well, basically, Zoom sent out a a updated terms of agreement where basically it's like, hey, if you saw that episode of Black Mirror, we basically want the rights to be able to do that. And so to use Zoom, uh, you have to agree to that. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel angry. I got so, new sound. Did you hear it? Uh, f- with full transparency, we've been using Zoom. Um, yeah. Uh, you Who know, hasn't? Like, you know, the pandemic, know. this thing that happened? Uh, um, lots of, you know, lots of entertainers took to Zoom to maintain their livelihood. And so we'll be finding a new platform. So goodbye, Zoom. Thank you. This for, is the last one. Goodbye, thank Zoom, you for you your suck. service up until... You decided to become the bad guys. <laughs> you saw the strike with the production companies, and you thought, "Hey, let's get in on that." But let's get let's go with the production companies. I don't get it. I hope you're recording this Zoom, you turkeys. Okay, now uh, <laughs> did y'all, Evan thought. Did y'all know that Zoom um, expects their employees to stop working from home? <laughs> It's almost like they're 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 trying to (laughs) think. They're like, you guys have to stop working from home. You have to stop using our product. Right as COVID is spiking again, like zero zero sense of irony there. They're like, our product sucks. They're like, actually, we can't use it anymore. It's not working. Are we in the twilight zone? We're in the scary mirror. The scary mirror. See, Evan's been watching the new. (laughs) I I watched. I did. The new episode. You've seen all the new ones? (laughs) No, I, okay, so I watched because I hadn't been watching until you assigned me this episode mm-hmm. we were going to talk about today. But I was like, okay, I gotta do, I gotta at least watch the premiere. So I watched the premiere and then I watched this episode. Great, you've seen most mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> most of yeah, the I've seen two. I've seen two thirds. I've seen sixty six percent of this new yeah. season. Well, don't well, don't don't like um, discount the point six 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 percent there as well. You know that's also <laughs> very valuable. Um, so, do, do we talk your, about the episode now? What's your history with Futurama? Have oh, you watched okay, it before? I yes, the newest I watched season. Okay, so I have watched the original. It's the original three season run, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've watched that. It's, it was four, th- and then it, then it got reshuffled into three. Okay. It's all very confusing. Okay, it's I watched. Five. I watched the original broadcast 
the episodes uh, at least I think two times all the way through and I uh, have a lot of fondness for those early seasons and then I've watched like when it was on Comedy Central I kind of would like watch an episode here and there and the quality seemed to sort of like vary episode to episode so I was like eh and then but I you know watched the the series or what was the series finale and found it incredibly moving and was thought it was a great way to you know end the this this show and so when i heard they were bringing it back i thought oh okay like, sure why not <laughs> well so here we i are. was i was just unabashedly excited when i heard it was coming back you know mostly because i just get excited about you know i know that writing can be up and down with long running shows and we've seen it even with this show But I've always felt like Futurama, you know, it's like that adage about pizza, you know, like even the worst pizza Mm. is still pizza. (laughs) That's the bit. The bit? Anyway. Um, Speaking of the soundboard. I was also just excited about that. Speaking of the soundboard. Voice actors uh, coming back. I love the voice actors. Speaking of the soundboard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, last week I commissioned the audience to crowdsource some ideas for the soundboard and two people (laughs) out of all of our listeners sent me DMs. I actually think there was an email, but don't email me. I don't see that shit. (laughs) I I will check it though, person who emailed me. So two sound clips made the cut. Uh, Faye the Clown. Shout out to Faye the Clown. Thank you for messaging. Suggested this. The clamps! (laughs) I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know how often that will come up. <laughs> that character is in this episode, and I still don't know when I would hit that button. But thank you, Faye the Clown. And uh, Kevin M. Chiasen, I hope I pronounced their name right, suggested this one, uh, along with several others, but this was the real winner. At the risk of sounding negative, no. I feel like that one's going to be very useful. So if you have... Oh, oh and then I added this That one makes here. me feel angry! So it, yeah. it, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for sound bites that can be funny in many different contexts. So yes, the, maybe you send me a very funny, like, paragraph-long line that you want to be a sound bite. <laughs> I think maybe these little short snippets are better. So that's all. That's the end of the um, soundboard. This is the new segment. The soundboard suggestions. Soundboard <laughs> updates. <laughs> Yeah. Did you just make and, and up segment. that segment? <laughs> okay, let's get into the fucking episode. The episode, um, How the West Was 1010001, original air date, August the 7th, 2023. There um, is no cold open, but there's there some weird no, future. Good... Did you hear this? Did you hear the spooky sounds? Yes, there were spooky sounds. And then the Chiron was... Um, based on an actual UFO sighting. Now, how do they? Do you think they save the Chirons for last so that the Chirons can be like topical to I what's think going on today? That's what I thought when I saw this. I feel right. like the Chirons are such an easy thing to do last minute that they probably mm-hmm. could have done this last week and it would have been ready for air. I give this four out of five Chirons. I give this two. Two out of five what? Chirons. I don't oh, think the not, syntax tracks with with the punchline. It's just a little. I don't. I didn't like it. A rare two Chiron from me. Am I? Do I? Do I rate it as well? Yes. yes. I think a four is appropriate. Okay. Thank well, you, Evan. Fuck my drag. <laughs> uh, we get into the episode. The professor enters Planet Express. By the way, Evan, on our podcast, 
this is Evan's job is he has to watch the 30 minute episode and write for like 90 minutes to get all the information <laughs> on the page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really like that he does that on our podcast, <laughs> but I have to do it on this one. Do you like relaxing, <laughs> Evan? You didn't have I to do. write down any I, synopses. It, it feels right. It feels correct to, to just lie back and have you orate. Okay. That got very <laughs> oh well, that's your that's your filthy mind no you're a perv evan no uh, the pre- oh my god professor... stop flirting ladies let's get on with the we have a what? very uh platonic <laughs> flirtation i think that's what happens with you know uh, creative partners you know what this am is I news to chop- me chopped slivers Okay. Um. The professor enters Planet Express, uh, and he tells everyone they're bankrupt because he invested in Bitcoin, and he does he like a whole speech. He enters the room by saying, "News bad." bad. <laughs> <laughs> and Evan, you know, he normally has this catchphrase. This is kind of the opposite of that, isn't it? That I'm familiar. Good news, yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> good news, everyone. It's because I lost my voice. No, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like when Amy does her impression of the professor. That's exactly <laughs> what you're giving. <laughs> anyway, he gives a whole speech about how the company's bankrupt. And then he's like, oh, I didn't realize you were watching TV. And he just starts watching TV with everyone. <laughs> and as luck should have it, it's the news monster and the news lady. And they're talking yeah. about how... The price the planet, of Bitcoin. Well, first, the planet, what is it, Clark is destroyed. Oh, the planet Clark is destroyed, yeah. And 50 billion people are um, now deceased. And then Linda goes, ah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good sound bite. is Linda Can I get on? her, her, laugh, her laughing? Is that funny? Okay. Yeah, that's a good sound bite. But okay. what, what, I mean, like. Is that the future of news? Anyway, um, I know they've <laughs> well, been making that like joke the... for a long time, but they're really just like, they're like, 50 billion are dead. And she laughs and goes, and now on to capitalism. <laughs> like, That's what the news is like, though, right? The news do be that way. So, it's going to uh, be that way soon. Basically, he's the professor has bankrupted the company because he invested in Bitcoin and then it crashed and then he sold at a huge loss. And then as the news tells us, it immediately skyrocketed. And now there's something of a gold rush in the American West Coast. Yes. And for Bitcoin. My f- okay, so so much good stuff happens right away. Like they fly there in the ship and then they have to go on so, ground. Yeah, and let's explain they- this. Because uh, because the electricity in the area is being used to mine the Bitcoin so much, it creates an ionic field. So the ship cannot fly. So they turn it into a covered wagon. And then Leela says, good thing we brought our oxen. We usually don't. (laughs) (laughs) And then (laughs) immediately. You fuck with Oregon Trail. You ever play that game when you're supposed to be doing schoolwork? Absolutely not. What? the, the, The West has no appeal to me. Oh, so this was Your a rough less... episode for you. <laughs> um, no, I was entertained, but like I'm familiar with the tropes of like westerns in the old west, but it's like I do not. It, it has no appeal to me. But well, this I... is lampooning it, so it's fine. Oh, so you like it? 
Yeah. I like it. See, I, I like even for me, I feel that way about fantasy to the point where even if it's parodying fantasy, I don't I, I still don't enjoy it usually. You're an asshole. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't like it. I like the I future. Up, That's what up our audience Portland, is interested Oregon. in. Let me say my piece. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I added a feature where if you raise your hand, <laughs> I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Jinx, Jinx has the conch. <laughs> I grew up in Portland, Oregon, where, um, uh, you know, Oregon. So we ha- all had the Oregon Trail on our computers, and we were encouraged to play it. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> what honestly That's, what the that fuck are of, you saying is that part of the portland public school system is is playing oregon trail you're acting like yes, every computer <laughs> in oregon has the oregon trail on it you just grew up at a time when it the oregon mandatory. trail was a, a free game you're an idiot that was most of my education <laughs> how not to get dysentery on on the trail um okay so then the professor is explaining why it's so old westy <laughs> because yeah. all the electricity is being siphoned off to other places and then amy says got it wink old west <laughs> and i thought that was hilarious but then moments later the professor goes on to say now we have to appear to be old westy so that we fit in here so no one knows that we're here to mine um what what's the uh, um thallium element. thallium and then leela again says got it old west it and funny. then for the rest of the episode we are in the old west and, and also I... there's a funny line where the professor says we all need to do old west stuff to get by <laughs> <laughs> but we are we're skipping over like kind of an important plot point i just want to i just wanted to get out that i love They're just like, you know, because we've had many episodes where they have convoluted explanations for why they're in these weird scenarios. And I just love that this time they were just like, we got it. We're in the Old West now. (laughs) That's this episode. Not breaking the fourth wall, but tapping on it. (laughs) Sure. Um, I guess the thing that I just want to mention before we move on with the episode is the thallium, which they're there to mine <laughs> and then sell to the well, Bitcoin, quote unquote, miners. <laughs> they're doing it because the robot mafia has like given <laughs> Bye, the professor. robot mafia. <laughs> Bye, robot mafia. That was very funny. <laughs> I love when um, Fry very casually greets or says goodbye to people. I always think of high animatronia. Do you think of that? Bye, animatronia. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, when I say the name animatronio, what does that mean to you? <laughs> I don't remember who that is. Who is that? He's a sort of uh, Italian uh, Da Vinci-esque <laughs> <Wooden>. robot <laughs> okay. who lives on a robot okay. planet. Oh, okay. This is okay. This is parking. It's something. not a good episode. <laughs> honestly, B minus. It's fine. <laughs> So that's the only thing I wanted to cover. They arrive at Doge City, which is the <laughs> town where the Bitcoin mining is happening. <laughs> which Obviously, is a, a reference on Dodge City, yeah. Well, and also Dogecoin. So we're and Dogecoin, of course, yeah. yes. So we're yes, mixing yes. a couple things here. Yes. And there's a very tired bit where the old man is changing the population sign as the six of them come in, and I was like, "That's a dumb joke," but then the old man died. 
and he lowered the population <laughs> by one because of his death. And I was like, wait, this is very funny. <laughs> he was very dedicated to his job. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Everything about Bitcoin just goes completely over my head. I know to stay away from it. I And... <laughs> Um, they call it a pyramid scheme in this. Yeah, I knew I'm glad that this, much. Is very, uh, this is a very uh, but, diminishing of the, the Bitcoin culture. But the thing is, episode. is like, I do, I'm not going to name names, but I do have a friend who made a bunch of money doing Bitcoin shit. And I'm like, it's nefarious, isn't it? Right? I think yeah. I think just I'm, like the stock market, you can make money, but I think it's much more volatile than that. I know people I think who it's use all Bitcoin should be illegal. <laughs> I know people use Bitcoin uh, to buy drugs because <laughs> it's oh, good for that. <laughs> I'm into that. Actually, I like um, Bitcoin. <laughs> Come around. Uh, yeah, I mean, the show makes it very clear, like top of the episode, because Leela's like you know the voice of reason, and so she says up front, she's like, "It's a pyramid scheme for rubes," and you know, <laughs> professor, the professor's like, "Yes," and I plan to you know exploit those rubes. Exploit those rubes. <laughs> oh. Exactly. So do you think so, maybe Jinx's friend was like the professor and exploited some rubes? Hopefully, uh, Jinx's friend is not the rube. No. Babe. No. No, he, he he's not the rube. Wow. Okay, so they go into a saloon, <laughs> and we meet a very uh, exciting new side character for me. I loved this saloon lady so much. Her bit is so stupid. She has drastic mood swings. <laughs> sentence by sentence and that's her whole bit and it was just like cryptocurrency yes and that was the sort of thematic tie was that her her mood is as volatile as the crypto market what's what's her name again Uh, viola delilah delilah (laughs) delilah i i was calling her the saloon lady but yes her name is delilah they said it at one point um i love the player piano robot he's funny because Mm. the scroll for the player piano goes inside him and then it makes him play the piano (laughs) and that's what i love about futurama is when they do something that sets them back in a different time they they it's like they find the weirdest things to be futuristic like (laughs) (laughs) but it's still old timey he's a player piano robot rather than just being a robot that has like a a database of piano songs installed him in him he's like an outdated robot that moved to the old west because that's where he's useful y'all ever play red dead 2 no, don't like the Old West. Remember? No, but it's just, it's such a fantasy. I really enjoy it. I recommend I that you, game you... that sold 15 million copies. <laughs> I, <laughs> I bravely say that's a it? good game. <laughs> can you be gay huh? in it? If, if you can't be gay in it, then hmm. I'm not interested. Let me think. I guess you can't. You can, well, there you go. You can only, can you, you can't really female? have sex. You can get a, no, you're playing a specific character See, named Arthur. You're losing us. But See, the thing yeah. is, it's not like you can have sex with women, but you can't have sex with men. You can, there's like one kind of doomed romance subplot. And then the only other physical stuff is you can get a bath from a sexy lady. So, so which, you can't have sex with anyone is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like the mm-hmm. Old West at all. They all had chlamydia. I gave it to them. Speaking of getting a, a bath uh, behind a saloon, um, the player piano discloses to Fry that behind the saloon is a house of ill repute. And he says, ill? You mean a hospital? And the player piano says, no, I mean a cat house. And Fry says, a pet store? 
<laughs> and then the player piano says, a brothel. And he says, a soup kitchen? <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, and then Roberto, Roberto enters. And uh, do, do we know Roberto? <laughs> we haven't met him in our main watch through yet. So I guess we have to explain who Roberto is. Oh, really? Well, You're... I don't think we've met yeah, him Yeah, we yet. haven't gotten that far. Well, Roberto will be revealed to be Bender's old college room, old college chum or something. They and knew just each an other old, back, yeah. They knew each other back in the day. But his Roberto, bit is he's always stealing and he's even more... Stabby. He's yeah, really he's stabby. always stabbing. He's a malfunctioning robot that makes him um, unstable and he's continually robbing and stabbing. And, um, you know, we'll see him multiple times and he gets... I honestly feel like Roberto gets too much time. He's a, too in much this episode a lot. <laughs> he gets too much screen time throughout the series. Oh, I just like, take. I don't know. It's kind of like the joke of this mentally unstable robot wanting to hurt everyone all the time and everyone living in terror of him. Oh, it's just kind of a little problematic. It's not even that it's problematic. It's just kind of, I mean, like, it is a little problematic, yes. I mean, he's a fictional robot character, so I'm not trying to go all, uh, you know. uh, But I will say that it's like, it's just kind of tired. Like, we've seen him do it so many times, and it's just Mm. always the same thing. I'm going to stab you. I'm crazy. You didn't like his gun knife? I'm going to stab you. I I I did like the gun knife. knife. The gun knife was really funny. (laughs) I liked the gun knife. (laughs) I did like that he was seeking help. He was seeking help. He had a psychiatrist, (gasps) but then he killed him. Well, spoilers. (laughs) We go in order. Evan, why are you mad at her? Because of medical malpractice. What? Whenever, whenever, whenever I say something out of order on our show, Evan screams at me for ten minutes, and you just spoiled a huge plot point. (laughs) <laughs> oh, shut up. It was not a huge uh, listen, plot point. It was I'm like a guest on the show. Evan didn't I, even blink. He didn't even care. I, I'm, a, I'm a guest. I, I can't say anything. This is y'all's yeah. show. You can't scream. That's what this show is. We just scream at each other. You're berating our guest. Evan, initial Wait. feelings on Roberto. Okay, go ahead. I, so I'm like, he's not like a character that I've ever particularly like cared for that much but i will say i mean i feel like futurama does a really good job at like visual gags and the knife gun is a very funny visual gag <laughs> so did you of like course, when he was in the playing old that, West, so he has to have a knife gun when he was playing the like game that they play in aliens <laughs> yes, where you do the yes. knife around your fingers uh, yeah he's exactly just shooting knives in between he's just shooting knives at his hand <laughs> when he enters he says something like Watch out for my knife gun I invented stole. Now pour me that drink I didn't order. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know. He's got funny-ish bits. There's I'm just, some funny things. I'm let's just talk like, about, I'm over him. Let's Give talk me about a the new side psycho plots. killer. There's, there's <laughs> quite a lot of side plots here. And I, I really liked this episode, but I think the reason it was my least favorite is of the three new ones so far is that there was a little too much going on. Here's all the side plots. Uh, Dwight... Uh, Hermes' son, they're having uh, trouble bonding. They, like, went on this trip together so they could bond in nature, but Dwight just wants mm-hmm. to play his Nintendo DS, and he wishes <laughs> his dad was cool like Roberto. Um, behind the saloon, uh, Bender buys a burro <laughs> from an auction. <laughs> and Probably my favorite subplot. <laughs> it's really stupid. I like I like the whole thing with the burro. 
And we have Leela, who gets offered a job as a, a barmaid slash prostitute. And Amy says, and or, <laughs> prostitute. and or prostitute. And Amy's like, you can be a good barmaid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Leela has the skills to be a barmaid. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, Gosh, that's oh, and then there's another big subplot. I would say this is maybe the B subplot. We were introduced via young adult novel, reintroduced to the Borax Kid. <laughs> Evan, have you ever met the Borax Kid in the Futurama adventures that you have seen? No, I he's don't in like two episodes the in the Borax last season. Kid okay, is oh, such okay. A... So this but is I a character like that's established. <laughs> okay, yes, I did not get that at all. He is introduced completely unceremoniously as like a, a character with two lines in the end of one episode. And I think it's very funny that, you know, that 10 years you, later. Borax kid? I've got your 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> now all of a sudden he's a fully fledged character with like a scheme and like a backstory. And it's and very a, strange. A series of novels. A series young of young adult, adult novels. novels. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot going on. Well, I didn't. I thought the Hermes subplot was a total chop for me. It could have gone. It could have been yeah. gone. Yeah. I think the only reason they kept it, as long as we're saying things out of order, is for the limbo thing at the end. But we'll get to that later. Would you chop any of these storylines, Mom? Um, where do I begin? Tutor, tutor boot these storylines. Well, I want. Have you ever done fashion photo review? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, no one Why wants not? my opinion on fashion. <laughs> what? Um, I don't got none. Um, <laughs> listen, okay, so the Hermes subplot, I think an obvious chop. It feels like, yes, Nick, that maybe it was needed for the end, and then they like went, oh gosh, we got to keep it in for the end. Because so the all of their scenes happen. together are like five seconds long. It's that it yeah. does seem like there was more of it at some point. Yeah, I, I forgot that that subplot was even going on. Maybe it got. Maybe it was going to be its own episode and got absorbed into this one. I don't know. Mm. But oh, um, and we have another thing going on because Doctor Zoidberg goes also. to that's right <laughs> goes to Doc Fiesta. Well, the, that's the just town doctor. doctor. I mean, that's just Doctor Zoidberg being background noise, you know, like yeah, like but when, this is funny. When Come they on. went to Atlanta, <laughs> he had his little house side plot that barely affected anything. But um, let's talk about the scene where he goes into Doc Fiesta's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, doctor practitionership. I don't know what you call it. In He's just Doc Fiesta. Clinic. His clinic. His clinic. His Thank clinic. you. There's a word for it. Um, and Dr. Zoidberg is like grilling him a little bit. And What's your survival, what's your survival rate? Pretty high. I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny detail, speaking of, to tie it back into the Borax Kid, when Zoidberg walks in, Doc Fiesta is reading a book called The Borax Kid versus Doc Fiesta. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's reading a book about himself fighting the Borax Kid, which I guess is supposed to tell us that he's, like, bad or something? I don't know. No, I think it's just like an Easter egg. Like they're about to, he's about to be killed by the Borax oh. kid. I don't know. Or maybe the Borax. And know. I think we skipped over another thing. There's too many things going on because Fry in the saloon, or maybe this is right after this scene, he becomes the Borax kid's uh, sidekick because the Borax kid's sidekick is killed. They keep dying. <laughs> 
Much like Roberto. the drummer in Spinal because, Tap. <laughs> because Roberto wants the Borax Kid to come out because, you know, it's the Old West. So the villain has to take on the, like, hero figure. And he sends Mumbles out, but not without his signature hat. So Mumbles Yes, the Borax fits. Kid puts his hat on Mumbles. <laughs> and who he goes says, out and is shot in the street. <laughs> and he says to Fry, I'll need a new expendable... Um, a sidekick and then fry goes will i get to die in one of your novels and he goes yeah page three like fry's <laughs> not even gonna make it that long he's not bothered at all a couple good moments we skipped over Leela has fully settled into her job as a saloon girl she looks great she looks really mm. good and she is sort of lamenting that only one person has asked her to go into the back room because it's flattering when they do and she says to Fry something that I will be saying on a regular basis for the rest of my life. Um, could I do anything to look sluttier? <laughs> and I'll be saying that every Friday night. He said, for nope. Nope. And he says, nope. <laughs> um, and then uh, when Mumbles is killed in the street, Dr. Zoidberg, who has taken over the dead psychiatrist clinic and is now the town doctor, declares Mumbles dead in the street, even though he is moving and mumbling. <laughs> and Dr. Zoidberg says, hey, I'm the town doctor. I'll say what's going on. So I guess Too maybe mu- Fry won't die. Because this Does one didn't. It, oh, my God. There's another subplot because... There's so many be- subplots. What is happening? Because Bender, you know, remember when Bender uh, tries to sell his ass? Tries to see oh, if... That's that's the next scene. Uh, Let's go into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, I guess it's not subplots. It's just this this it's episode just... is a series of ten second vignettes. Like everything <laughs> moves so quickly. It's like a music video. It's like the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I mean, it kept moving, and I was I was entertained. So I guess I can't complain. It is entertaining. It's very funny, but yeah, it feels like a it's very it's There's like a confetti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they go to get the thallium, the one little bit of thallium they've discovered so far. They get it appraised by this sort of old prospector uh, man you used a tooth test <laughs> that's not going to compare to my metalometer and then he <laughs> pulls out some teeth that are like attached to a wire <laughs> and it gets the exact same reading that <laughs> that the professor got so they realize are they th- testing it with oh because the prospectors used to bite on the gold to see yeah. if it was gold or fool's gold right yeah so they they test bender's ass for thallium i don't believe that bender would sell his ass this is the only thing that i didn't believe in the episode because we went through a whole episode of him trying to find his ass yeah exactly sell it for anything he loves that thing yeah but they say there's no thallium in there so they have to just go uh i don't know this this was crazy was this not crazy (laughs) they use his ass as a um as a what a sifting pan a sifting pan but i was afraid to say that because i thought that if i said that i would be skipping over like five other vignettes (laughs) it just moves very (laughs) quickly too many um how long until we get to bender singing his song about his ass and his ass and he's jumping around Um, on the burrow and the burrow starts singing along I, i i love musical moments on futurama uh yeah we could talk about it now go ahead Tell him. Tell him what I mean, happened. It's, it's They're sifting no- with Bender's ass, so he gets on the ass, and he sings a song about how ass is the same word as ass. Evan, did you like this song? I thought I was thoroughly entertained. Oh, good. 
Mm-hmm. Do you like a little musical moment in an episode? I do when it's done well. So like I think this was a this was good. I feel like there's a like so like the show Big Mouth, that's like a mm. musical episode every episode, and that was too much for me. Um, that's why I can never get into Big Mouth. But like Well, musical... you're speaking to a bit of a Big Mouth household here. I think we both really well... like Big Mouth. But I will say some shows don't need to go on for six seasons in a spinoff because I sort of found that that show had run its course by like the fifth season. And I was still laughing, but I was just like, I don't know. Are we doing anything new here? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love Big Mouth. I, I don't know why I'm talking shit on it. <laughs> no, that's my job. I'll talk shit about Big Mouth. Um, no, I like musical numbers when they, when they're used sparingly and also like, this was like an old, you know, this is an old West, Western episode. So like having this little musical number where, you know, uh, Bender's singing sort of like, you know, an old Western cowboy song. I thought it was appropriate. And it ends with this bit of him actually, he's not actually riding off into the sunset. He's actually on a treadmill with a background. (laughs) With the background, yeah. Like an old, old Hollywood movie, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the joke. And then he gets too into the ass song and he steps on the burro's back and breaks the donkey's back. Is that what happens? (laughs) He looks looks really painful. (laughs) And he screams, Damn it, why wasn't I listening to my own song? Because he's singing about how heavy he is, right? Mm. <laughs> and he's he's singing about like the weight of his ass and <laughs> the weight of his other ass and how heavy he is. And it's all, you know, what I like about this episode is it's a lot of smart, sciencey, mathy, um, periodic table jokes, even though they go over my head because I don't know any of that shit. Um, I like that they're there. <laughs> um, back at the saloon, uh, there's just a one-off line that I thought was funny where the saloon lady's doing her thing and uh, she's she's talking to Leela and she says, I'll kill you in your sleep. Nice boots. <laughs> Leela says, have you considered seeing anyone about your mood swings? And she says, no, but it is a good idea. <laughs> um... I love this. This is one of my favorite new side characters. I cannot wait to find an excuse to bring Delilah back. I thought she was really yeah. funny. Um, Dwight is cozying up to Roberto soon. Yeah. Is that next? Yeah. And Roberto wants to use Dwight in his plan to rob a stagecoach on its way to San Francisco, which <laughs> is what we called San Francisco the entire time we lived there. We did call it San Francisco, did we not? <laughs> So, yes, we did. So <laughs> the the scheme involves Dwight laying on the tracks to stop the stagecoach so that Roberto can ambush them. And the stagecoach just runs right over Dwight and Roberto says, I guess you're not as cute as I thought or <laughs> something like yeah. that. Yeah, because but, the whole idea is he's so cute, they have to stop the stagecoach. Yeah. And then it just runs him over. <laughs> yeah, and it breaks his spine. It does break his spine, which doesn't seem to be too big of a deal. <laughs> and no. it will become plot relevant later it on. Will. I knew the second he was in a 90-degree angle, I knew that was going to bring him together with Hermes with the limboing factor. So, um, Bender you know. brings an injured uh, donkey to the Newtown doctor, Zoidberg. Um 
and he needs to get the back fixed on the donkey. He puts a splint on the donkey. Yeah, they put a splint on the donkey, and that's fine. Uh, Fry and Leela are walking home together. This was a favorite scene of mine. They're walking home from the saloon. Uh, Leela's escorting Fry, which is a nice subversion. <laughs> Uh, and then they are uh, ambushed by a puma, <laughs> and Fry's or a like, mountain lion, and or a cougar. They're all, they're all essentially, essentially the same, same really. animal. <laughs> and Leela is going through these semantics up until the second she is attacked by the mountain lion, and it's very funny. Um, and they are able to scare off the mountain lion while uh, Leela has her eyes closed. Fry fires a couple bullets off, and they don't hit the puma, but they do scare the puma off. And the black kid takes the credit for takes it. The credit. He comes out and he says, now, I is Leela actually falling for it or is she just distracting the Borax kid, kid? She seems pretty convinced. Right. Huh. Leela's acting surprising this season. She is. I, I think something happened to her in the time freezing. <laughs> she. She has become very erratic. She's and I not like as it. prudent as she once was. I like it too. But it's also like, yeah, she's a whole new Leela. <gasps> Time... New year, new look, new Leela. Right? <laughs> Evan, you get it from our other Do podcast. I? Do I? New, new year, new look, new Leela. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that's funny for us, but not for That's James. funny for us. <laughs> yeah. it's, for, it's for the Degrassi audience. It's for the Degrassi audience. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't get it, Mom. Have you ever even Degrassi. been to Canada? <laughs> Idiot. Many times. Let's go Amy on with the episode. finds an enormous thallium <laughs> nugget by sifting with, with Bender's ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they're like, I found it. And it's just like a giant boulder. <laughs> like, why would you need to pan for that? <laughs> just see it. But, but I love, before that, she goes, dang it, no, th- hardly any thallium. Just worthless gold. And they have a huge pile. pile of gold. Uh, they um are guarding the thallium nugget. They have to take shifts guarding it overnight because they can't sell it until the morning. It's Bender's shift guarding the nugget, and Roberto shows up to rob them. But Bender is contemplating stealing, it, yeah. stealing it, of course. But what happens is we actually don't see what happens. We cut into the next day. Bender, Roberto are missing. So is the nugget. And the burro has been tied to a tree. <laughs> and Amy notices Rusty. something's wrong. <laughs> Rusty has been tied to a tree. Amy is Rusty emotionally down. invested in Rusty. <laughs> I think I am. I really, if Rusty is just on the Planet Express ship for the rest of time, I'm pretty happy with it. I like them. Oh no, Rusty. <laughs> We're 10 seasons in. We can have a new pet. Nibbler's not doing much anymore. Now, where's um, the, where the fuck is where, Nibbler? Where the Nibbler. fuck is Nibbler? Has where Nibbler been fuck? in the season at all? Has he? No. Been? Wow. <gasps> did he cut? Did he not survive the time dilation? Oh hush. Oh he's, hush now. He's a very very old. Oh nigglesnush. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we've got a great line where. Uh. No, not yet. God, this is a confusing episode. It, I'm, I sympathize with you. I don't know how you're synopsizing I'm this. so disorienting. <laughs> um, uh, they, they follow the burro because uh, Amy pronounces that Rusty has caught on to Fry's scent, <laughs> to which Hermie says, uh, what now? <laughs> Bender scent. Bender scent. It's even more convoluted <laughs> because how is this? Ro- well, I guess he smells like metal. It's just funny that Herbie's is like, that makes no sense. But then yeah. cut to them following the donkey. And and Rusty's sniffing the ground yep. like a dog. 
And it brings them all the way back to the saloon, past the piano player robot, to the back room where we think there is a brothel. But they kick down the door and it's just a Wait, room with a bed. Amy, I love Amy's line. This is the worst brothel <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to any brothels? Just Me? Everyone. Yeah. Oh, never. It sounds very, uh, it sounds like a fun experience though. Is it tacky to go to a brothel and, you know, I'm going to tip the ladies. I'm not probably interested in having sex with a sex worker in a brothel situation. I just don't think that's my bag. But I'd like to soak up the atmosphere. Yeah, no, I thought it could just be a fun place to, like, party. I think it depends on the brothel, really. If the the show Harlots taught us anything, it's that... um, What did it teach us? (laughs) It taught us a lot about ourselves. (laughs) I'm going to allow this. Go on, um, go Behind on. the door, uh, there's another door in the room, and they kick it down, and there's a room full of robots and uh, a Just robot their heads. heads. Yeah. yeah, and they are robot being heads. exploited, their heads, to mine the Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. this was when I was pleased that they decided to make an episode about Bitcoin, because ultimately, if dumb techies want to gamble their money with Bitcoin, I don't really care in the abstract. I have more of an issue with the environmental thing, uh, the impact of just mining Bitcoin all day for no reason, just to create a new market where there didn't need to be one. Like, that's more my issue. And this robot head metaphor both parodies that. And then smartly, Hermes is like, well, that is pretty much what robot heads should be used for. So it's like, in this world, it's actually kind of okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's It's pretty funny. I'm glad you synthesized that for me because all I thought was it kind of looks like the head museum. But for robots. (laughs) But for robot heads. They're just fucking, (laughs) they literally will like park a truck out in the middle of the desert and just run Bitcoin. Yeah. (laughs) Off the off the truck's gas. I didn't even I see, I know so little about no one knows anything about it except for that it's fucking stupid and it is bad for the environment. Those are the only things you really need to know. If you're out there investing your money in Bitcoin, what, what are you doing? Just don't do it. <laughs> why don't you invest in yourself? Yeah. Why don't you invest in Dogecoin instead? <laughs> okay, great. There was like a very... NFTs? Yeah. NFTs are just Bitcoins, but it's even stupider because they're just a JPEG. Um, There was a funny, I guess for the, the tech bros watching this Futurama episode, there was a funny bit about, oh, we were we were able to mine one Bitcoin. Oh no, it's just an Ethereum, which is Mark Zuckerberg's Bitcoin. So I did appreciate the jab at Zuck. That was fine. My boyfriend did laugh at that one. He was like, that's really good. That's a very Daniel joke. <laughs> yeah, it was Daniel him. looked up from his Bitcoin app <laughs> and he was like, Daniel oh, that's Day a pretty good one. You're dating Daniel Day Lewis? I am. Daniel yeah. is the tall person who you were. Um, I remember. I remember. Oh my times. gosh. I was not sexually advancing. I said, hello. Evan, watch out. <laughs> Jinx wants your man, she told me. I said, hello, and I said, you're tall. I guess. He so this is like primary personality trait, being tall. <laughs> There's no plan to get out of this. Oh, and the saloon lady is kidnapping the Oh, robots. she's behind it. She's behind she's the, the whole scheme. 
and she but she is importantly donating the proceeds from bitcoin to charity <laughs> this was when she, the bit was fully sold to me when she she's was like the kindest to... person you'll ever meet but she's got a fiery temper and she has mood swings um listen <sighs> did until she revealed that she was donating the money to charity i was really certain she was going to pull off her disguise and be mom. Be, and partially oh. partially because she's also voiced by Tress McNeil. Sure. Right. And they have distinct voices, but I was like ready for when when the professor said that's evil or like, oh, who could be so evil? And then it's like, I was ready for her to say, oh, ha, 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 you stupid goat, it's me. And um. Instead, she said, I, I give all the money to charity. <laughs> yeah, so. that's not a mom move. Orphans, right? Orphanage. Orphans, yeah. yes. Yeah. Orphanariums. <laughs> yeah, she called it an orphanage, not an orphanarium. Wow. Maybe Leela's from a special orphanage. That's Maybe it's a more like an thing. aquarium. <laughs> like on the West Coast. <laughs> it's a regional, it's a regional difference. Um, so a couple of uh, payoffs to jokes here. They can't escape the head place. Uh, and the only way out is to burrow out. So they have the burrow. Oh, wait, That's but the whole reason they've been calling it a burrow. But you missed it. Episode. She says, I'm going to lock you in here forever, but I will send you snacks. Oh, yes. <laughs> she's going to bring them snacks. <laughs> and she's like, uh, Zoidberg's like, oh, snacks are nice. I think part of the joke here, too, is that burrows are known for kicking really hard. Mm. And they, it, it, I think, I don't know that the setup was entirely there but it's like the smart way to use the donkey in this situation is to have him kick the door open but instead they have a donkey with hooves Bro, dig, through linoleum. dig, <laughs> dig <laughs> out of this situation um so we now have my favorite joke in the entire episode uh, Leela is walking with the Borax kid they are seemingly courting each other at this point uh, they have engaged in courtship, and uh, the Borax kid, he's being so ostentatious, he says, this tie pin? Why, it was a gift from my good friend Diamond Jim Diamond. <laughs> and Leela says, you mean that guy who's just a big diamond? You know him? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite line of the episode. And I don't hmm. feel like I need to say why. It's a good line. Evan. <laughs> it's a good line. Okay. Fry uh, shows up and reveals uh, that he discovered that the Borax Kids self-published YA novels are actually rip-offs of public domain Buffalo Bill Cobalt novels. <laughs> Which I don't know if that man is made of cobalt why? or if he's just why named all... after cobalt. I where, don't know. Where do I think these it was elemental cobalt. people come from? Well, he was blue, but he didn't look like he was made out of rocks, you know? Like, the Borax Kid looks like a, a rock man. Wouldn't you say? I I don't know. I think you. I think the blue is just like he's cobalt. He's blue. He's I know, but did blue. you see him on the cover? There's a little picture of his head. Yeah, and it didn't look rockish. I guess it doesn't. It, it, do is you know what a smoother cobalt? rock? Than I think borax? it might be smooth. Oh. I think it might be smooth. <laughs> okay. okay, great. Um, so yeah, they decide to have a duel over this. Um, and then simultaneously. The piano player robot comes out to play tense dual music and the prospector guy who's been giving him a tough time the whole episode and they've been starting a rivalry. He challenges the piano player robot to a duel in the opposite direction. <laughs> so we've got Everywhere. like an X. <laughs> it's like all of these 
many plot points are all coming to a head at once. No wonder it's so crazy because there's six plot lines that come <laughs> to a head here because uh, Delilah is like walking on a, a bridge. That, I don't know why it's there. And simultaneously, um, Bender and the part of the gang who had been kidnapped escape with the Buddha through the hole in the ground. But Delilah is on the bridge. So she is now having a duel up and down <laughs> with with Bender and the gag is they all start shooting at each other and we have a duel going on all three axes yes. and it, it flips around and it's like a 3D graph. Did we like it? Sure. <laughs> For a dumb payoff like at the end of a yeah. futuristic themed yeah. old western and, episode you know, I thought of this course, was suitable. Of course, they're going to overdo the trope of the duel because they're lampooning Old West movies at the same time as critiquing the Bitcoin black market. <laughs> um, so the duel goes on and on for a bit. Uh, Dwight, uh, our final subplot, reaches its end. He, because of his broken spine, is able to limbo underneath the bullets he has like gravity boots so he can like drop into the hole and save Hermes from the bullets. And this brings them together. It does. They're very and... happy. He's like, limbo isn't that stupid, dad. And it's a win, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like your first mistake was committing your life to limbo. <laughs> from what I hear, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so... The duel ends because the piano player robot is shot and um, Roberto, of all people, is mourning <laughs> the senseless gun violence. Um, so everybody puts their guns away, except for Fry, who accidentally shoots Leela. <laughs> he just goes, oops, sorry, Leela. <laughs> Roberto, nice comment Roberto, on <laughs> yeah, Roberto is saddened by the gun violence and says, can't we just go back to knives? <laughs> and he stabs the dead robot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> then so, uh, the professor notices that the, the Delilah's bustle has been dinged by a bullet. <laughs> and she says, oh, it's your hunk of thallium. You can have it back. And he says it's just enough to pay off the robot mafia who are right who there. Yeah. <laughs> See, you already found it. I used it one time. Good job, and Faye the Clown. I wrote it so, down, so I said it twice. <laughs> so we have um we have everything tied up at the end. We do, don't we? So he Any pays Any lasting off... consequences from this episode? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> uh, Leela tells off the Borax kid and heads to the brothel with Fry. The robot mafia. Oh, we already covered that. Um, and the saloon lady, Delilah, says, hey, do you want to come back to the back room of my establishment? And the robots say yes to this, not knowing that they're just going to the have their mafia. heads. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. yeah. So that takes care of the robot mafia for a while, I guess. And our final note until, until, is until the next time. Until yeah. the next time. Uh, and our final note is uh, Dwight and Hermes making amends. And it was kind of cute. I, it, it was fine. And that's the end of the episode. The it episode. Had, What's but, going on there? Yeah, the episode was jam packed with jokes, but the storyline was a bit like hard to process all at once. <laughs> I can't say I mind it. Uh, I think I definitely enjoyed mind, the mind. 
I can't I can't say I mind it. I currently am in a state of not minding it, so I can't say I don't mind it. <laughs> right? Crypto crypto oh, mining. It. God damn it, Evan. <laughs> so I think this is probably the weakest of the three episodes so far. I would say that. But joke by joke, it's really good. And I enjoyed it more on my second watch because I sort of knew where it was heading. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel I haven't watched it a second time. So I'm curious to see how it how it holds up the second time. But I feel like because there are so many jokes in it that like mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it's like I was like assaulted and like the plot is so erratic that I was like, I feel like um i didn't catch everything the first time so i'm curious how it is on the rewatch jinx thoughts um i'm not in a rush to rewatch this one but (laughs) once the season is complete and i you know start back at the beginning you know i won't skip over it (laughs) do you guys like this season so far how are you feeling about it i'm enjoying it yeah it's hard to tell i'm I'm really enjoying it It's hard to tell with the sample pool this size, but so far I might rank it above some of the Comedy Central seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really strong. I agree with that. And they, I feel like the time off has served them well because they obviously have lots of new stuff to lampoon. Yeah, and I, I like that. I knowing that they've brought in some younger, newer writers who are big fans of the show makes me happy because I see that in the writing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that old West got it joke was yeah. like, I don't know. I just Futurama I, I, fans wrote that joke for sure. That, that's what it feels like. And whether that's true or not, I like that the show feels whether like it's, it's true being... or not. We will assert that it's true. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying I like that the show has a feeling of it's being cared for by people who, you know, like what they do. Right. <laughs> um, do we so, do now? Yes. Do I hit it now? Yes. Okay. Hey, hey, let me ask you something. Evan, we have some compulsory questions we ask every guest. You may answer them however you want. First question of all the Futurama characters, either in this episode or that you know of, who do you identify with the most? Oh, I... Honestly, this is embarrassing, but I I feel like probably Fry. That's not embarrassing. I mean, he's like, I guess not. But like, I don't know, feeling like, a, you know, like you're just like a schmuck and feeling insecure about it. Um, But also kind of being a schmuck. I relate to that. <laughs> the most insightful answer we've ever received for this question. <laughs> is it, is it, I don't. I don't know about that. That's a lot is of it? pathos for a question about which cartoon character do you. I, like? I listen. Yeah. I feel a lot. Evan, of, are know, you I, all right? Are you feeling okay? <laughs> I, I've been going through it today. It's been. It's been hard. It's been hard. Um, these is this technical difficulties. Of the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Is Daniel, technical difficulties are really yeah. getting to me. Is Daniel valuing you? Um, is he treating you with uh, value? He he is um affirming to to bring it back to Futurama. He's affirming um my bad choices, um but he but <laughs> he's choosing to support me. But maybe never again. But the season premiere, I watched the season premiere. Like I said, very good. Really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Our next question for you. Oh, wait, Evan. no, 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 Next question is, of all the Futurama characters in this episode or that you know of, who would you do? Who um, would you do? <laughs> mm, let's see. 
in this episode. Well, <laughs> or in any, or, I know I just, or any episode, any or episode. any episode. Um, honestly, I know I just said I identify with Fry, but I'm like also Wood. Yeah, Wood Fry. Yeah, Fry's my go-to in this series. Yeah, it's pretty narcissistic, Evan. Well, listen. <laughs> Our final question for you: Wait, wh- Which button do I push here, Mom? Like, I could do this one. Interesting, if true. Like... That's, that's I cool. have no strong feelings one way or the other. That's a little... That's a little dismissive, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have a final question. Yes. <laughs> do, thought, I, do it. Do, do it. it. I don't know which one. We didn't pick one. How about how about I thought, this? I thought you just pressed. Oh God, that's the wrong one. Just do it. Just go, Evan. <laughs> now that you've watched this episode and the premiere, will you be watching more Futurama as as, as the season airs on? And well, will I... you be revisiting mm-hmm. it, perhaps? I mean, I guess I have to now, now that I'm invested. But honestly, because I had been wanting, I was curious when I heard that it was announced that they were, you know, re- rebooting the show or not rebooting, but, you know, continuing it. Um, yeah, I think I have to now. Now I'm curious. Okay, <laughs> hey, well, good. Yeah, yeah. I like mean, it. I love, I mean, I have a, I have an affection for this show. I don't think it, it compares to the affection you two have for it, but wow. I do. <laughs> wow. That was but very rude. Shots fired. <laughs> wow. we, we invite you on our podcast. <laughs> I said y'all are very devoted fans. Wow. Thank <laughs> you so much for being our guest today. We had Evan Rachel Wood with us today. And, no. Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, Woodrich? Is that anything? Evan, Evan Rachel Woodrich? Evan Michael Goodrich. You can hear Evan and Nick on their um, podcast. Uh, what's it called? Degrassi and my ass. <laughs> what did you say? That was, that's what we should call it now. We're rebranding. Degrassi and my assy. That's pretty funny. Uh, we had Bombay on from Canada's season one, and she coined the term degrussy, which we have not, Degrassi. we haven't really utilized it since that episode. I, I feel like it doesn't own, it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to Bombay. It belongs um, to that moment in time. Yes. Yeah. I adore Bombay. Um, so you can listen to them on um, All About Degrassi. And you, oh, well, we should say, they, 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 they. We are continuing our podcast. Uh, oh, God damn it. Did you pull out the mic, Mom? Yes, I'm so a <laughs> Leave it in, Camille. Leave it all in. <laughs> Use all of this. <laughs> I am going to have to send you six different files. I'm so angry. <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in, Camille. <laughs> okay, so. The people need to know. <laughs> So um, we are continuing with the podcast as the strike continues and more things develop. Um, uh, SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild um, may adjust what things they ask as far as terms of the strike. Right now, certain podcast retrospectives are being paused because of their profit share with streaming companies that own the rights to the podcast or host the podcast or whatever. Since we are not doing any, we don't have any sponsorship. We don't have any, any financial backers. This is just something we do for the love of animation (laughs) and our fans who like listening to us talk about it. If there are any further developments um, and we have to pause recording, we will let you know. But otherwise, we'll see you 
next week for another episode of I'm 40% podcast. In the meantime, Evan, have a future handle. She didn't let you oh, say yeah. it. Oh yeah. Sorry, Evan. Say, say your Instagram or your X, whatever you do. <laughs> no, not X. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Insta is at Evan Badpour. There you go. Yeah. I just, I just wanted Evan to get his plug in since you kind of trampled all over him, but uh, no. you finished. Take it's, finish. it's been a long episode. Finish okay. Finish go go <laughs> I've got six different files to send anyway. Um, <laughs> until next week, have a futuristic day, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>